Hi, this is Stuart Hardy with All In Sports Outreach, and I'm so excited about another episode of our podcast. Today, you're going to hear from Riley Reynolds. Riley's a recent graduate at Liberty University, where she played softball, originally from Simi Valley, California. Not only is she incredibly talented in the game of softball, where she is now an assistant coach at the University of North Georgia, but just an incredible gift and passion for leading worship and writing music and just leading people to the foot of the cross through worship. She's just an incredible young woman of God. I can't wait for you to hear from her story. You will be encouraged. Let's jump right into it. Well, thanks for joining me today, Riley. Thank you for having me. You bet. So I like to start these off with some background information. So if you don't mind, just tell the listeners a little bit about yourself, um, maybe where you grew up, your family um, growing up, and your role in sports. Yeah, um, I grew up in Simi Valley, California. So I have two older brothers, one younger brother who's now in college at California Bakersfield playing baseball. And um, my both of my parents met at Wheel of Fortune Jeopardy and in the television industry. So I grew up in that kind of California television area. And so Softball has been my main sport since I was like five years old. I tried gymnastics and soccer and basketball, but none of them really stuck like softball did. And I just knew that was the sport that I wanted to eventually play in college. That's awesome. So um, did you grow up in a family of faith? And then at what point did you make that decision that, that you need a personal relationship with Jesus? Yeah, I, I was lucky enough to grow up in a Christian home and, been taught about Jesus since when I was little. So when I was around eight years old, I knew that Jesus had died on the cross for my sins and that I needed a savior. So um, my grandpa from Texas is a Baptist preacher. He came out and baptized me. And I think I knew the basics when I was that old, but um, I really started making my faith my own as I grew older and, you know, started to understand what it truly meant to seek and just have that relationship with Jesus. That's awesome. And we'll talk a little bit more about faith later on. I want to talk, uh, you mentioned softball, um, you know, being a big part of your life. So I want to talk a little bit about your sports career. So you had quite the successful high school career, um, a lot of accolades, MVP, um, I believe it was three years, and then you went on to play Division I um, softball at Liberty. So talk about the recruiting process and how do you end up from Simi Valley, California, to Liberty University in Virginia. Yeah, well, it was definitely a process. Um, I had never heard about Liberty during my recruiting process, which was crazy, but my dream school had always been Baylor. That's where I wanted to go since I can remember my mom went to Baylor and my uncle and my grandparents lived close. So I always thought it'd be perfect to, to be able to go there. And I've always wanted to go to a Christian school. So I was like, this is perfect. And um, I had been in contact with coach Moore for a while and he came out and watched me play. And I went out there for a couple camps and I just thought, I was like, Oh man, this is exactly where I'm supposed to be. God, this is perfect. Like, this is amazing. And then I think it was my sophomore year when, um, coach Moore had called me and was like, Hey, listen, we just don't have enough scholarship money for your class. And I was just heartbroken. I thought I was like, this is where I was supposed to be. Like, I don't understand. And he eventually, he told me about Liberty, which is crazy. He was like, it's an amazing Christian school. They just got a new coach who's a two-time Olympic gold medalist. You have to go check it out. So I was like, 
all right, we'll see, like, I guess. So I had flown out there and I just fell in love with everything about it. I loved the campus. Um, Coach Richardson was telling me about everything that they're going to do and just the whole new stadium they're going to build. And right when I just stepped on the campus, I knew I was like, this is where I'm supposed to be. And they, it was so crazy because I, Baylor wouldn't allow me to do music and softball together. So being able to go to Liberty, they're like, you can do music. You can, you can play softball at the same time. So like at that moment, I didn't realize that was God's plan the whole time, but it just, everything worked out perfectly, which was amazing. So you, um, you talked about, you mentioned music and that being something that you want to do. So you majored in music and worship and I believe, yes. I don't know what year it was, but I, <laughs> from a proud uncle posting a video, I, I saw you singing in a music class in your softball uniform. So talk yep. about, talk about that passion for both softball and you know, what, what God is calling you in leading worship. Yeah, that was my freshman year, which was the, probably if I were to sum up my four years at Liberty, that moment is just everything that being a student athlete is just running from our double header to go sing in a worship jury, which is we work, we have, I have voice lessons all semester long. So we work on a worship song and that was, I was singing in front of my two professors and a bunch of classmates and they were grading me on my, my song. And it was so funny because I had got there. I sprinted after the game over to the music hall and I got there on the last person. And my professor's like, you're next. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I was trying to like calm down from the games. And so I did my song and I just realized that that was just my passion. And I think my senior year of high school was when that passion really developed. Um, I went to um, our church youth uh, summer camp and I had been praying the whole time. God just revealed to me what you want me to be doing. I thought I was, I was just thinking I was going to go into college and do communications, radio, TV, because, you know, I have connections through my parents and that's just the easiest thing to do. And, Mm. And so that whole time I just been praying, okay, God, if that's what I'm supposed to do, just reveal that to me. And the last night at camp, our pastor Dudley Rutherford came and he was just preaching. He's like, well, I, I want to do a call to ministry right now. And if you feel that you want to go into full-time ministry, just step forward. And in that moment, I just stepped forward and I was like, okay, God, you're calling me in a full-time ministry. What does this mean? And I think he just revealed to me of that passion of singing and just being with the youth. I love being with kids and helping them realize who Jesus is. And I think that passion, like my dad was a worship leader, so he had a huge influence on just my singing and leading worship and Liberty definitely um, built that passion a lot too as well. So how did you balance uh, being a student athlete, um, not just with leading worship, but just staying connected to um, the church and your spiritual walk, not to mention being across the country from your family, because there's a high demand on the student athletes. So how did, how did you stay connected to your relationship with Christ? Yeah, it was definitely hard. I think freshman year, it hit me that I didn't realize how hard it was going to be balancing school and softball and my spiritual growth. I think I was so overwhelmed. I started my music theory classes in the spring, not realizing how much we'd be gone in the spring. And I was like, oh my goodness, what am I doing? And just everything kept piling up. And 
even being gone every weekend, it was hard because you'd miss church on Sundays as well. Mm. So it was definitely important to, to be in the word every day, because without that, you, you take the pressures of softball and having to perform and it really just takes over everything. And you think that's what's most important at the time. And then being away from my family, I just remember my teammates' families, you know, they'd be able to be at most of the games and having my parents only be at a few would be hard, but it was hard for them to get out all the way across the country. But it definitely made me prioritize what was most important in my life and remembering why I play softball and who I play it for. That's awesome. Um, And I think it was your junior year that maybe you didn't see as much playing time as as you had your previous years. And so talk about that situation because I'm I'm sure it was difficult, number one. And two, you know, what role did your faith play in that and how did God use that adversity for good? Right. Yeah. My junior year was definitely one of the hardest, but I never would change it because it, it was the year that probably changed my life the most in college. And, Mm. um, my sophomore year, I can't, that year I was coming off a broken arm. So I had broken my arm my sophomore year going into my junior year. I was thinking, I'm going to go out there. I'm going to do my best. I'm going to, I'm going to earn my spot and I'm going to have this be the best year yet. And when it started to, to show more that I wasn't going to play and that I was just going to be on the bench, it was just like frustrating. And I was so upset all the time. I was just like, I don't understand why this is happening. And that was the time when I really decided, okay, God, I'm going to seek after you every single day. Cause before that it was more of, okay, I'll do my Bible study today when I have time or, you know, I'll do it tonight. And then I'd get home and I'd just be like, Oh, I'm too tired. I'll get to it tomorrow kind of thing. And I just keep push it off and I wouldn't really make it a priority in my life. So my fresh or my junior year was every single day. I was like, okay, I'm waking up, I'm doing and diving in your word every day because I need to, I need to seek after you first before I do anything else and realize, you know, what, what are you going to do through me this year? And so when I started doing that, God just gave me, gave me this like overwhelming peace about the whole year and like, the whole situation, he just started revealing to me that I can contribute on the bench more than I can on the field this year. And I think that was just so eye-opening and that he showed me I'm a lot more than just a softball player and that it doesn't define me. Because before that, I thought softball was just my life. That's who I was. And that year really showed me that's, that's not who I am. And the reason I was at Liberty was because of him. And he gave me these talents to glorify him and not myself. That's awesome. And that's an incredible testimony too, because it seems like nowadays when that happens, no matter what the sport, the, we see more kids, whether little kids all the way up to college, they just quit and transfer. Um, yeah. so that says a lot um, just to, to push through it and, and allow God to, to work because oftentimes it's through adversity that we grow the most. Definitely. That's awesome. So through that, or maybe in your previous years in softball, is there a teammate or a story that you saw God really use you in, in another teammate's life? Yeah. Um, I definitely think there, there are a lot of girls that not only, before that year, you know, were encouraging to me, but through them, I was able to encourage others on my team. And there was, I think a lot of people that, um, really 
did define themselves through softball and thought that that was their life. And I think being able to go through that my junior year and my going into my senior year, I was like, okay, I want to encourage these freshmen coming in that this isn't their life. It may seem like it right now, but I just wanted to remind them that, you know, softball is not what defines them and just remind them who God says they are and not what they think they are because of what their performance on the field. That's good. That's a good reminder for anybody, whether um, athletics or not, because so many times we get caught up in kind of our identity being what we do and not, right. not our, not for who we're supposed to be doing it for. That's, that's a good yeah. reminder. So one more softball question. Um, what would you say is your greatest accomplishment um, in your softball career? Oh, my greatest accomplishment, probably just my scholarship and being able to get my degree. I think, you know, so many girls dream of playing at the college level and being able to do that and what I got to learn from it. And I just wouldn't be the person I am today without softball and going to Liberty. So definitely that getting the scholarship and being able to get my degree because of it. That's awesome. So, and I mean, you're not disconnected from the game since you graduated. You just moved to, to Georgia, um, doing some work with the University of North Georgia. So talk yeah. about um, what you're doing there and then what your career goals um, and plans may be as it relates to coaching and leading worship. Yeah. So I'm so excited to be in Georgia and I'm actually an assistant coach at the University of North Georgia and just helping out up here. I'm, pro- I'm going to get my master's in teaching just because I think that's just another great avenue that I'd love to be able to, you know, go teach and be able to do that. I think career goal wise, I'm would love to get involved worship leading. And right now I'm going to free chapel and um, I've been listening to Jensen Franklin since I was so young. So I love that I'm able to actually be here and uh, be in the church. I'd love to get involved with the worship or the youth ministry. And, um, I would want, I would love to create a worship album one day. So that's definitely a big goal. So just being able to write and have God give me those words and melodies and (laughs) would be awesome. (laughs) Do you write music now? I try. I think a lot of it, I'll just like write something up, but I won't go back to it. And then I'd be like, Oh yeah, I wrote something, but I would love to just, sick because I feel like I can just draw on experiences where I relied on God or something was I was going through something and just be able to write about it would be awesome that is awesome yeah and I'm sure I'm sure you do have plenty of um things in life that have lessons that you've that, that you could write about and take to music that's good yeah definitely so let me ask you a question about the role of sports um, in culture. Um, not getting political, but, you know, we do live in a divided culture and, um, you know, whether it's race, socioeconomics, politics, even religion divides right. us. But sports seems to be one of the very few things that can unite people. So how have you seen that um, in your career in sports where sports has been used to tear down some walls of division? Yeah, I think athletics is so big in our culture and that you see people like Amanda Lorenz and Sydney Romero who are playing at these 
just big schools and they're making it all the way to the world series. And then they're using their platform to tell people about Jesus. And I think it's so, so cool. Cause you have all these little girls that are watching these other people and you see how they're using their platform for God. And personally, I've, our team just being a Christian um, school is able to pray after every game. And we asked the other team to pray together. And the biggest thing that I've seen was our junior year, when we made it to regionals championship game against South Carolina, we ended up losing, but we were able to just pray after the game with them. And one of my teammates just stood up and just started praying and everyone in the whole stadium was silent and they still had the camera on and it was still broadcasting and you could hear her. And it's just something that was just chilling that everyone could hear. And it was just so cool that the South Carolina would just thank us for praying for them and just thank us for the prayer. And, the whole people in the stands were like, yeah, wow, that was powerful. And just something that we do every game just affected everyone in the stands, which I think is so cool. And it can just really pull people together in that moment. That's awesome. That's incredible. I I had not heard that story. That's, that's a pretty, um, especially nowadays for that to to still be broadcast is, is pretty. So a lot of our listeners are student athletes and coaches. So what advice would you offer them in using their platform? Because athletics as a platform can be used for good right. and bad. So what advice would you offer them in using that platform to be more bold in their faith? Yeah, definitely. I think um, just some advice is remembering why you play and who you play for. And once you realize that, you remember it's not about how great you do on the field and your accomplishments. And you just – want to play so others see Christ through you and how you play and how you serve others. It's what's, it's what's really most important. Um, as a coach, I think my best advice would probably just to genuinely show you care and love about your athletes. And that's how they're going to see Jesus through you is just the small things you do to serve and love them. And I think it's sometimes I remember being younger, it's scary to share your faith with others, but we have this platform to share Jesus with the world. And I think we might be the only chance someone has to hear about Jesus and what he did for them. So it's so important to be bold and know that God is always with us and he never forsakes us. That's awesome. And that's, that's, that's a good reminder for, for anybody. Um, Just remember who you, who you work for, who you play for and that, yeah, anybody we encounter, we could be the only person that ever um, lives out what it means to be a Christian. So a lot of people have a favorite uh, scripture, a life verse. So I was going to ask if you have one, or is there a scripture that God has shown you recently that you'd share with us? Right. My favorite scripture, which I'm sure is probably many people's, it's um, Philippians 4, 12 through 13. But I think it's just a reminder of Paul knew what it was like to be rich or poor and or loved or really just hated. And I think... Um, this scripture shows that no matter what he was going through, he can get through anything and he received his strength through Christ and not from man. And I think that reminds me um, that I really want just to live a life, not for the applause of others, but just ultimately to glorify God, no matter what in life I'm going through, because I know I can do anything because of his strength and not my own. That's good. And you're right. That is a popular one, but um, 
I personally think one that is misused or misunderstood. So having the right perspective, like you shared, um, makes it even that more powerful. Um, Because I think a lot of times that verse does get watered down. And um, yes, (laughs) so um, understanding the the context of it, like you described, is is incredible and very encouraging. Last question: um, two words in sports that you know we hear all the time, um, all in, and it's you know you see it on football chin straps, t-shirts, wristbands, all over. Um, but it's also very clear um, in the New Testament with Jesus that if we're going to call ourselves a follower of Christ, then we've got to be all in, um, you know, right. deny ourselves. So in a practical sense, Riley, what does that look like for you in your daily walk? I think in my daily walk um, with Christ, it just really means constantly trying to know him better and building my life with him through his word. And I think it's not about being afraid to tell people about him because being all in is really wanting to help others grow in their faith as well. And I think that's so important that not only I grow, but I help others grow. It's easy to be selfish, right? In today's right. world, <laughs> I, I care about others, but yeah, we yeah. have to help, help others grow as well. Good deal. Well, I appreciate it. Um, I know it's not an easy time to set aside a few minutes to, to share your story with getting settled in, in Georgia and a new job. So I, I do appreciate it. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> you bet. I hope you enjoyed hearing from Riley. I know I was encouraged and, and challenged and in the time that we spent recording the podcast. I hope you were as well. Just a few takeaways. Um, you know, I, I, I love the story of the prayer after that regional game against South Carolina, even after a loss, that they would get together with an opposing team that just beat them and pray together. What what an incredible example and an example of humility and, and leadership and boldness. But the theme I took away from our conversation, and this is not uncommon with athletes and, and coaches, is is the, the struggle with identity and, and Riley reminding us that no matter what happens in softball, whether you're the starter or you lose playing time, that your identity is in Christ. Your identity is in not what you do, but who you are in Christ. And what, what an incredible testimony as she went through that time at Liberty where, where she wasn't playing as much. But that was a time of great growth. We, all, we always grow through adversity when we, when we put our eyes on, on Jesus. And that was just an encouragement for me. I hope it was for you as well. And just to remember um, that we live life to glorify God, not the applause of men. That's just a reminder that we all need in athletics and, and not. It doesn't matter where you are in life. We need to remember that every day is a day to bring glory and honor to God, not seeking the applause of our fellow man. And just in our, you know, she talked about the, at, at the very end, just constantly trying to know him more. Focus on your daily walk, but also help others grow. There's somebody in your life right now that needs you to pour into them. As you're connected to, to the vine, as you're connected to Jesus and you're growing, He's teaching you things. He's teaching me things. We need to be pouring that in to others as well. 
Again, thanks to Riley for, for sharing with us. I hope you were encouraged, and I know there's somebody in your life right now that needs to be encouraged. I would, I'd ask you to, to share this episode with somebody, a family member or a friend. And also, if you're not a subscriber, and this is your first time listening, whatever podcast platform you're using right now, just click the subscribe button. This is episode number 107, so there's over 100 episodes prior to this that I know will challenge and encourage you. So I'd ask you to subscribe. You can also interact with us on our website, allinsportsoutreach.org, or on our social media pages at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. In the search bar, just type in All In Sports Outreach. You can see opportunities to pray for us, to serve with us, and to give. Find out who we are, why we do what we do. Most of all, we thank you for your prayers, your support, and your constant encouragement.